0: What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hey, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. This is Kate, your host. This episode is for my partnered-up listeners. And while I'm talking about the difference between masculine and feminine energies, I believe the advice contained here applies to couples of all types. So my question to you is this. How's it going being quarantined with your partner? I mean, even though we love these people above all others, or so the theory goes, we probably aren't used to spending 24-7 in the same place. And that can mean that even when you're all up in each other's grills, You can feel pretty disconnected from each other right about now. Which leads me to today's big idea. Quarantine life is testing us in a lot of ways. And one of those areas where we're being put to the test is in our primary relationships. If we're going to grow through this and come out stronger on the other side, we have to find new ways to connect that feed us both energy and support. My husband and I have both worked from home for a pretty dang close to 20 years. Many of those years we have been living together and pretty much always in a pretty darn tiny space. When we first moved in together, we shared a 500-square-foot studio. Then we moved up to an 1,100-square-foot apartment, where we promptly went and had two children. When my son, our second, was born, he slept in a closet that also doubled as Scott's office, that also functioned as, yes, our actual closet. Now we live in a full-fledged house, but it's only about 1,700 square feet. Not only have our kids grown, they're now 10 and 12 and taking up a lot more room than they did when they were babies, but we also now have a dog. (laughs) Suffice it to say that we are used to togetherness, but it wasn't always this way. The first big fight we had was really one of our worst, and it was because in that closet where my husband was working, his desk was such a mess. And he had all these plates on his desk that had like little bits of like, sandwich butts and uneaten food on them. And I mean, one day I just looked at those plates of food and I kind of lost my mind. And I went over there and I just was glaring at him. And I picked up one of the plates and I turned it upside down (laughs) and all the food fell on the floor. And he took the plate out of my hand and threw it across the room and it smashed against the wall. And it actually cut a hole in my favorite scarf. And that was it. That was the fight. We were fighting about space. We were fighting about togetherness. We were fighting about like what each person was supposed to be doing and what each person's expectations were for themselves and for the other person. And guess what? It's all the same stuff that's probably coming up right now in this quarantine reality. So I share this with you to let you know that I know how real it can get when you're sharing close quarters with people and trying to mix work and relationships and living and kids and pets. Ugh, it can be a real mishigas. That being said, Our 17 plus years of working from home together have paid off and we're doing pretty well during this particular time. But we did have to do a lot of skill building at knowing when to ignore each other, quite frankly, and when to make sure we pay attention to each other, how to give each other space for our respective quirks, and how to make sure that we stay connected and don't merely inhabit the same dwelling. And a lot of that has come, at least on my side, because that's what I'm responsible for and that's what you're responsible for, not my side, but you're responsible for your side. And I can't speak for him because I'm not him. But for me, a lot of this ability to share space with him came from respecting our differences and focusing on the places where we overlap. I think of the differences between men and women as being like the differences between the sun and the moon. And I'm not just making this up. This really comes from traditional Chinese medicine. So what do I mean about women are the moon and men are the sun? Since I'm a woman, I'm going to start with us first. Being receptive is one of women's unique powers. The moon receives the heat and light from the sun and reflects it back. So we are reflective and we're kind of mysterious. You know, sometimes we're all lit up and sometimes we're completely dark. We change. We brighten the dark times. We also rule the tides and the collective unconscious. We're a little bit spooky that way. Men, on the other hand, are the sun. They're pretty straightforward. They're either on or they're off. Yes, they vary in intensity. And sometimes it seems like they withdraw from our view, like when the clouds come over and you're like, are you in there? (laughs) And sometimes they're really just freaking gorgeously emotive like a beautiful sunset or sunrise. But for the most part, they are steady, the same, reliable. Also like the sun, they are externally focused. They put stuff out into the world And sometimes it feels like they don't take things in. Am I right? They're all about taking action and moving forward, expressing their point of view in the world. And now, since we're together all the time, expressing it to us. So how does this insight help us feel connected, especially if we're so different? Well, a lot of times, the trouble in relationships comes from jockeying for position. Who's going to do what? Who calls the shots? Who's got more power than the other? But the sun and the moon don't jockey for position. They are almost always in different parts of the sky, and it's totally cool. They are each in their own domain, but they do come together for a little while each day after the moon rises and before the sun sets, and they share the same swath of sky. And that's really instructive for us, I think, to know that we don't always need to be on the same page or in the same headspace, and we don't need to try to be higher up the food chain than the other one. We can each have our own domains and still be connected so long as we make it a point to come together at some point every day. And the way to be content in our own domains is to appreciate what each of us brings to the table. For women, that means we've got to honor our intuition. Your practice, which we talked about yesterday, is going to help you hear it. And then it's up to you to take that information in, to value it. And most importantly, for the sake of your relationship, To share it, you got to send those inner rumblings that come up from your heart and your mind and your gut, and present it to your husband and the son in a way that he'll notice and take it in. And this is just as important to appreciate that your husband is who he is. Probably, I'm guessing, pretty linear in his thinking, constant in his point of view, reliable, and hey, maybe even sometimes a little intense, like the noonday sun. You might need some kind of hat or sunglasses sometimes to tolerate how in-your-face he can be. That's okay. He's just being him. And listen, moment of truth here. If you're feeling like the intensity is already or becoming unsafe, go to thehotline.org or call 1-800-799-SAFE. SAFE is 7233. To reach the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And if, because you're in close quarters, you don't feel comfortable making a phone call where you might be overheard, reach out to a trusted friend or family member who can call for you. Send them a text. Maybe you can even work out some kind of a safe word with them, like text them bananas and they know that they need to call the National Domestic Violence Hotline for you. If it's an emergency situation, however, call 911 and know that you're not alone and you're not crazy. Okay here's everybody's tiny assignment. Find some moment today when the sun is beginning to set and the moon is starting to rise and you're both sharing the same sky. Sit together. Maybe put your feet on his lap. Have a tea or wine or something. Maybe this only comes late at night once the kids are finally asleep and you can just talk. (laughs) This is often when my husband and I are connecting lately. That and we'll leave the house, we'll leave the kids home and go on a date walk, which is just a fancy term for a dog walk. But where in normal life, we typically trade these off and go solo. Now we're making it a point to take some together and enjoy being out of the house together at the same time. And then when you're together, when you're in the same swath of sky, tell them what's going on inside your gut. Share something with them and then listen, and then maybe hug. Because like those times when the sun and moon are in the same sky, they go quickly. But that little connection is maybe all you need to remind each other why you're here, shacked up together in the same space, riding out this intense time in history with each other. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. k-a-t-e-h-a-n or find me on Instagram at katehanleyauthor I look forward to connecting with you